So, with Theology Thursday live, the Doctor of Repentance, Thomas Watson, here we go. He says, this, this chapter is chapter 6, and it's called, A Serious Exhortation to Repentance. So he says, put these glasses on, Let me in the next place persuade you to this great duty of repentance. Sorrow is good for nothing but sin. If you shed tears for outward losses, it will not advantage you. Water for the garden, if poured in the sink, does no good. Powder for the eye, if applied to the arm, is of no benefit. I suppose there's some sort of medicinal powder. Sorrow is medicinal for the soul. But if you apply it to worldly things, it does no good. Oh, that our tears may run in the right channel and our hearts burst with sorrow for sin. And he's going to explain what he means by these things. That I may more successfully press this exhortation, I shall show you that repentance is necessary and that it is necessary for all persons, for all sins. All right, so he just starts off with a very few sentences on one, repentance is necessary, and he uses Luke thirteen five. He says, "Except you repent, you shall all likewise perish." So he's calling everybody to repentance. There is no rowing to paradise except upon the stream of repenting tears. They get a little poetic there sometimes. Repentance is required as a qualification. It is not so much to endear us to Christ as to endear Christ to us. And so what he means by that is not to get Christ. Our repentance doesn't cause Christ to love us, to call us. Our repentance doesn't cause him to save us. Our repentance doesn't cause Christ to, um, to love us more. It causes us to love him more. So the way Watson puts it here is, um, it is not so much to endear us to Christ as to endear Christ to us. Our repentance causes us to desire Christ more. Till sin be bitter, Christ will not be sweet. Okay, so then he goes on and he talks about repentance is necessary for all persons. And he's got a very interesting um, topic. He, he goes here, he talks about um, repentance is necessary for great people. He talks about leaders in particularly, and then he's going to talk about the nation, national repentance, and then he talks about individual type of people within the nation, and then we won't do this today, but next time we'll talk about um, the repentance for the church, people within the church. So that's something that he, he gets um, pretty well. Jameson, praying for you, man. Nope. Hope to see you soon in Haiti, and um, God bless you. I hope things are going well for you. It is necessary for great ones. And uh, he quotes Jeremiah thirteen eighteen. Say to the king and to the queen, humble yourselves. The king of Nineveh and his nobles changed their robes for sackcloth. And that's from, from Jonah. It says, um, great men's sins do more hurt than the sins of others. Now he's talking about on a worldly level. The sins of leaders are leading sins. Therefore, they of all others have need to repent. If such as hold the scepter, in other words, power, um, if they do not repent, God has appointed a day to judge them and a fire to burn them. So you can't miss the fact that the Bible does talk about um, final judgment and things. Um, all right, man. Good to hear from you. Um, so, 
leaders, 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 leaders are sinful. So, you know, you don't have to watch TV for long to see leaders in our country sinning or other countries that are sinning. And when the leaders sin, um, then it's it's interesting. He calls it a leading sin. So how many people, if if your leaders, whoever your leaders may be, if they're sinning, um, then they're leading other people into sin. And if you have a, it could be a boss, it could be, you know, a president, a congressman, uh, whatever, a teacher, different things like these. If these people are, are sinning, then they have strong need for repentance. And then another question is going to be, you know, at what point do those who are following those people have to turn from a leader who is sinning? Um, or are you, um, advocating, uh, blessing that sin. So um, it's, it's different things to talk about. And then there's none who, what he's going to go on to say is everyone needs repentance. And there's no one, if you take the, the, the book of the Lord, you take the Holy Spirit's light onto your soul, you're going to find um, perfection there. So love covers a multitude of sins and these sorts of things. But leaders, and he's speaking to leaders, not to those who are following in them right now, but leaders need to repent. They need to search their souls humble themselves before God and be able to confess their sin. I know in our country, it's very rare to hear a president um, say sorry for anything. Um, and I can understand a little bit because if you, they, everybody pounces on it. You know, if you if you if you um, say you're sorry for anything, it's just like, and they're just going to make that the headlines from here to eternity. And so, um, but that's where you have to trust God. And you have to trust the people to know that it's a... It is better to set an example of righteousness than to um, do things out of just um, expeditiousness. Just to, just better to do things because they're right, not just because they're they're um, helpful to you in some way that you think. And that has to do with leaders, whether they're government leaders, or religious leaders, leaders in your household, in your workplace. It's all the same. Um, secondly, he says repentance is necessary for the flatigious sinners in the nation. I had to look up flat. Flagitious, 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 I had it, I had it right. F-L-A-G, flag, I-T-T-I-O-U-S, but it's, the G is pronounced J, so it's flagitious, and that word means horribly wicked, okay? So, that's your word for the day, flagitious. Um, <laughs> repentance is necessary for the flagitious sinners in the nations, and now you say, England needs to put itself in mourning and be humbled by solemn repentance. And again, this was, we wrote this in 1600, 1668. So uh, how much more could these things be true? What horrible in, impieties are chargeable upon the nation? We see persons daily listing themselves under Satan. Not only the banks of religion, but those of civility are broken down. So the banks of religion. It's not only, you know, you're at a river, banks here, certain things, walls that sort of keep you from going. Like the gutters, you know, you put the little things up in the when you're bowling to keep the ball from going into the gutter, the little banks. Um, the banks of religion, no, they've broken down, but just the banks of civility, he's saying. And so how much more in our country, you know, civility out the window. Um, and some people will say, you know, well, that's necessary. You can't be civil to some people. And it's like, uh, you know, is that what we're we buying into that? Or is that just happens to be what's expedient right now, what's working right now? So uh, we're told to humble ourselves. We're told to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God at the proper time. He will exalt us, putting our anxiety upon him and, and, and thinking about him. And um, so if a lack of civility 
is what we believe is necessary to get things done today, then we're walking in the flesh and not in the spirit. So we have to be uh, very careful about that. So Watson here is saying in the 1600s, um, the nation of England has not only um, broken down the banks of religion, but also the very banks of just civility. He says, um, never was there such riding post to hell as if men did despair of getting there in time. So he's saying people just seem to be flying, you know, we would say today they're on the highway to hell. You know, there's no stop sign speed limits or in a hurry to get there. Um, men's sins are grow are sorry, he did write the 1600s. Men's sins are grown daring. So they're getting more and more daring. It's just, I read this and I was like, okay, he just said all this stuff today. So it's nothing new under the sun. Men's sins are getting worse, more and more daring, as if they would hang out their flag of defiance and give heaven a broadside like Tracians who... I don't know who they are, but they did this. When it thunders, they gather together in a body and shoot their arrows against heaven. That's pretty, I, I got to look up who these Tracians are. It's pretty neat. You know? It's thundering and they all get together and start shooting arrows at heaven. Like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what's going on, but we're just taking right on, shoot them and, and with the arrows. And so people are just shooting arrows against God today and it's just silliness and wickedness. The sinners in Britain even send God a challenge. They strengthen themselves against the Almighty. This is from Job 15. They strengthen themselves against the Almighty. They run upon him, even on his neck, upon the thick bosses of his bucklers. I know, I had to look that up too. Bucklers is like one of the smaller shields. It's the kind of shield that you use. To, you can move it around and stuff like this. And the the, um, the boss was that pointed thing in the middle that you could use as an attack. Or it, um, if a sword was coming in, it would sort of deflect it. So it could be used defensively, but also offensively. He says, um, so people are just running against God and his, his bucklers. And the bosses in the buckler are an offense in war. God's precepts, these things that God teaches in his word, and his threatenings in his word are, as it were, the thick bosses of his buckler, whereby he would deter men from wickedness. So the things he says in the Bible are things that he's put there to keep people from, from doing bad things, but they don't listen. Um, but they are desperate in sin and run fur furiously against the bosses of God's buckler. Oh, to what a height is sin boiled up. Men count it a shame not to be impudent. So they're, they, they're saying that to be respectful is shameful. So don't be, don't be respectful. So this is just, you know, again, our world today, but he's living in 17th century England. England is an island encompassed by two oceans an ocean of water, and an ocean of wickedness. That's, that's neat. That's, so the United States is encompassed. Well, we're, you know, we have two oceans, one on either side, but we have another ocean encompassing us, which is an ocean of wickedness. Oh, that it might be encompassed with a third ocean, that of repenting tears. That's what, that's what we need today. Um, do not the sinners of the land know that they should repent? Have they no warning? Have not God's faithful ministers... Uh, faithful messengers lifted up their voice as a trumpet and cried to them to repent. And I would say for the most part, no, not now. The ones who do cry out for people to repent are almost sound like they they, they hate people. You know, repent, eh, you know, just like in anger. Um, you know, they are 
um, the wrath of God themselves, rather than they are crying out to people in sorrow and 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 sincere desire to see repentance. I mean, that's the the cry for you know for men to repent. And some people are doing that, but but many of these tools in the ministry have been spent and worn out upon rocky hearts. So a lot of people have been doing it a long time. He says, but it's just you know after a while it gets to be hard to do. Do we think that God will always put up with our affronts? Will he endure thus to have his name and glory trampled upon? God may reprieve this land a while by prerogative, just because he wants to. But if ever he save it without repentance, he must go out of his ordinary road. So he's saying God may um, you know, put up with us for a while, but um, if he if he if he takes us in a different direction, um, if he saves people, it's not going to be without people turning to repentance. And so you have to, let's see what else he has here real quick. Um, either men must turn or God will overturn. Either the fallow ground of our hearts must be broken up and the land bro- or the land broken down. So either our hearts have to be broken up or the land's going to be broken down. If no words will prevail with sinners, it's because God has a purpose to slay them. And that's from 1 Samuel 2.25. So if nobody's listening, um, I'd say it doesn't mean we're not supposed to continue to call out. It doesn't mean that we're not supposed to repent. But if people aren't listening, it's because, well, maybe God's purposes is he's, he's intent on slaying. He's intent on um, um, judgment and wrath. And so that could be something that's coming. Our nation, I mean, as sinful as sins have been, and if you listen to a lot of people today, you would think the only sin the United States ever committed um, had to do with slavery, with human chattel slavery, um, and then maybe racism, you know, which is put together with that, and then environmentalism and all these things. And it's like, um, what about abortion? You know, that's the thing we can't even talk about in the people who are in favor of abortion they hardly in public call it abortion they'll call it you know medical what is it medic medical treatment for women or something like that and it's just um you know killing babies you you have to um you call it what it is so that people who people have done it can seek true repentance and can uh, find grace and forgiveness the people you know and then people who are thinking about it need to know what it is they're thinking about but um for a nation to say hey this is fine um that's wicked um sexual sins of all sorts going so far as a redefinition of marriage is not even be, can be between a man and a man or woman and woman it's an affront to god um so you know, we continue to say in God we trust and one nation under God, and yet we continue to fire arrows in his direction. Um, and people aren't listening to calls of repentance, and maybe that's God's desire to overthrow. Um, I don't know. There seem to be a lot of people who are repenting. There seem to be a lot of people who are coming to the Lord. Um, God seems to be... Um, doing something in his church. He seems to be uh, winnowing out uh, true and false believers. And uh, I just say remain faithful. I mean, remain faithful. Preach the truth in season and out of season. Call people to repentance, but do it in love. It's very necessary that you are not, that you don't, God doesn't take the pleasure in the condemnation, damnation of, of the wicked, so neither should we. we. We call out for people to repent with tears. Um 
We're almost here. All right, and third, repentance is necessary for the cheating crew. This means people within a nation, and they, they're, I'm not exactly, I looked up crew, it just means a group of people, but um, instead of, here's what he goes on to say, instead of living by their faith, they live by their shifts. In other words, they're, they're always cheating, they're doing things, and this is the way he's talking about it. It's interesting. These are they who make themselves poor, so that by this artifice, they may grow rich. So they pretend to be poor in order to get more money. As a feign such as feign a break. I think I think it may be in that they may cheat creditors. Like something bad has happened, um, so I can't pay you back. But they really can. They're just saying and lying about this in order to get more money. There are some who get more by breaking than others by trading. These are like beggars that discolor and blister their arms that they may move charity. In other words, cause people to love them more to be able to give them more money. So somebody's going out and they're begging for money and they put on terrible clothes. I've talked to people... Um, you know, they're on the side of the road asking for stuff or they come up begging for money or something like that. And, um, and you know, talk to them about the clothes. It's like, hey, I know you can get you some nice clothes. And, or, and you start talking to them, you know, really talking to somebody, not just getting this over with so I feel like I did something, but trying to really, all right, man, what's going on? Let's, me and you, honest to honest, let's talk. And I've just had people say, you know, if they dress nicely, people won't give them as much, as good as much money. So they have to dress poorly. Now you can say, well, that's defrauding, and it is. That's a lie. That's setting up something. But um, I mean, do they need the money? You know, but I'm just. It's it's interesting how we play the hypocrite. We play the liar in all sorts of different areas of our life. Whether you're poor and you're you you sin out of your poverty, or you're wealthy and you sin out of your wealth. And Paul said that's where he's talking about. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's talking about the idea of whether I'm rich or poor, whatever circumstance I'm in. Uh, that I might not sin against him, but I can do all these things through Christ who strengthens me. All right, and let's see. This will be the. I'm just going to stop here because I think I've gone on long enough. But just stuff to think about. National repentance, the need for leaders to repent, um, the need for even um, cheaters, people who are cheating. Uh, you got to be the love of money and that sort of thing. So we had to be careful with that. So the, the, the key to, um, if you're, if you have a problem with greed, then what you do is you, you give, if you have a problem with lying, you start telling the truth, you just start doing the right thing. And it sounds like simplistic, but it also is accompanied by repentance and prayer. But, um, it's what the Bible says to stop doing the one thing and start doing the, the other, let the thief no longer steal, but work with his hands that he might have something to give. So, um, pray for our church, pray for the word to go forth or the gospel to go forth for, uh, many, um, to turn to the Lord and that we would look into our own lives, into our own hearts. And when we see sin there, cause it is that we'd be able to repent. And uh, we're going to look at that a little bit next time too, about the, how the church repentance for the believer. All right. God bless.